everybody. As you already know, I am Kyle George. And I'm Rodney Harris. And you are listening to A Different Angle. We appreciate everybody who has been able and willing to listen and give us feedback. Uh, I do believe we're either on our 10th or 11th episode, mm. something along those lines. Uh, excuse me for not remembering. I uh, had a very long night last night. And oh. no, was not drinking. Um, but... Uh, Honestly, man, we, we appreciate it so much, and we are so thankful for, for once again, just even having the opportunity. So, once again, thank you. Uh, brother man, how you feeling? Man, oh, man. I took a path this week, man. I said I wasn't going to let nothing bring me down, you know. I'm going to be in high spirits. So, when I walk in here and I'm tired, I'm not going to say I'm tired. I'm just going to say, hey, man, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. It's only a five-day work week. Come on, it can't be that hard. I'm gonna make it. Next, you know, my eyes are closed. So, so <laughs> it, it, it's it's hard. It's definitely difficult. It's not easy. No, I'm For just sure. I'm just kidding. It, you know, we go through these times in our lives. We're gonna talk about it a little bit today mm-hmm. about going through some times where your body is just so fatigued and and worn down and. What do you do? Do you crawl up in a hole and just stay there by yourself? Yeah. Like some of us do, or do you try to fight your way back and fight as much as you could to get back in the game? So we're going to we're going to touch upon it today and we're going to d- deep dive a little bit of our stories. Yeah, definitely. Um today's topic is about depression. Um I know we touched it a little bit uh on the other episodes, but like Rodney said, today we're going to go a little more in a deep dive uh, in our lives. Now, also, listeners' discretion is advised because I want to let y'all know depression for some people could be funny. Depression for some people could be sad. Depression for some people could be make them angry. So our depiction of depression may be different. It also could be the same. It, it's all about what you're depressed on and what right. you're going through. Right. You know, some people exercise their way out of a depression through comedy, through through anger, through fear, through through sadness. So we just want to put that disclaimer out there. So if he chuckles at something that I say, or if I chuckle at something that he says, it's not meant out of a malicious right. attacking way like ha ha, I'm judging you. No, it's just a way to how we work things out sometimes. Yeah. For so sure. I don't want to put that out there so people don't get confused. No, definitely. We're not being disingenuous. That's just how sometimes we react to things. Sometimes it's not funny, but when you look back at it now, it could be a little funny. Yeah, and and also just to add on to that, when he talks about the chuckles and things like that with each other, once again, remember we've known each other for a little while now, so we've shared m- so many stories. So we kind of know the backstory and the turnout, uh, basically saying like how we are now and how we've changed and or have grown from it. So for us, it might be a little funny depending on what we say. You know, look, I, if y'all know me, I can't take anything seriously for long anyway. So as soon, like, as, soon as I hit that three-minute mark, I'm joking. You know what I mean? So uh, that is we definitely want to put that across. Um, depression is definitely different for everyone. Um, I guess I'll just start with my latest bout with depression. Sure. Which was, it ended earlier, I want to say I kind of got over it maybe January of this year. Um, but 
it really started getting deep over the summer of last year. And a lot of that had to do with my job, with my working. Um, I had two jobs. I was going back and forth from New York to down here. Uh, down here, excuse me. We're in New York. I'm from New York to Jersey. Um, and uh, it was a lot going on. Um, time was cut. With, with one job, which was the bread, which was the breadwinner job, um, so I wasn't making as much. I couldn't do as much for my family, support my family, support myself. Um, and then I get—I'm the type of person that when you're extremely unhappy in a job or at a job, I should say, I'm done. Like I—I—I I, I get in my own head. I zone out. Um, it, it's not. It's not good. It's not good. I I, I have one of those uh, depression syndromes where I don't want to call it a syndrome. I just can't think of <laughs> any way else to put it. Wow. But um, for me, it's two things. It's a mix of two things. It's one. I tend to shut out everything and everyone, unless it's you know at least within the last couple of years the podcast or. Um, or even with the family things like that. But it's either a. Or it's definitely A, I shut out, but B, I hide it. And I hide it with my jokes. I hide it with my laughter. Um, I hide it with a smile on my face, which isn't necessarily the best. This this round of depression was probably one of the hardest. It, it, no, excuse me. It was the hardest. I could have lost everything, honestly. Um, I was getting into fights over over dumbness like or argument not fights i don't fight i'm not a fighter um lies no 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 i can fight i don't fight there's a difference um but but <laughs> <laughs> i'm waiting i'm waiting i'm, I'm, I'm detecting lies here no no <laughs> lies no lies sir no lies um but but it is very much that that is very much how i get um when i'm in my depression state and you know, it, it took it took a couple things to change in my life and and definitely some conversation, some very deep rooted conversation with people I don't have those deep rooted conversations with on a on a normal basis, uh to help pull me out of that hole. You know, one of the hardest things to do is to get in a hole and not be able to climb out of it. Um, especially when you're doing it to yourself. You know. Um, how do you get out of your own head? That's always been one of my problems also, you know, and that, that's been, I don't want to call it a lifelong problem, but it's been going on since I was young, you know, um, like for an example, sparring in martial arts, I would step back a lot. Like I would, I wouldn't fight. Like I would, I would block, but I would keep moving back. And the whole thing was, why are you moving back? Like, what are you afraid of? Number one, they're not going to hurt you. You know what I mean? Like you might get tapped. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You're sparring, it's martial arts. That's what happens. But but uh why are you moving back? You and were, you weren't an aggressor. No. Still you, and you, still not. And you were more of a counter you were a counter puncher, you were a counter striker, you were a counter grappler. I, I, I wanna counter you and I'm not trying to hurt you while I'm countering See, you. See now I here's wanna deflect you. Now as much as way. I as much as I wish I could agree with that, not even. Like I wouldn't like I would throw a punch or a kick here and there. Kill. Like that's how bad it was. Um, up until I had enough, that's another story for another day. Also, I'll tell you right now, that um, man's a black belt. Don't mess with him. I don't. don't I mean, it, he's not wrong. Don't play games. <laughs> he's now. not wrong, but 
the don't best let, the best thing I what what my mom saying? Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> don't let the suit fool you. Don't let the suit entire fool you, fool. Sucker. Um but no, look, I, I I put money on it. If that adrenaline kicks in, I'm feeling no pain afterwards. <laughs> God help Kyle me. Kyle walk into the room like black dynamite. <laughs> dynamite. <laughs> um, if you haven't watched that movie, please watch that movie. It's oh. amazing. Um, but but once again, um, but back into the depression. It, it was it was really hard on me. It was really hard on on my fiance, um, hard on my sister, my mom. It, depression really does affect everyone around you, especially when you don't realize it. And that's the worst part to me. One of the worst parts about depression is that when you're stuck in that hole, it's very difficult for people to or for, for you to see your effect on other people. Even at work, I didn't realize how my depression was affecting people that I worked with. And that's really important. Yeah, you know, depression is so weird. Um, I, I've I've grown up to be in and out of a couple stanchions in my life. I think my worst had to be from 2007 all the way through to about 2009. And I never really talk about it. Um, so this is kind of like an exclusive. I don't really bring it up too much. Um, but just where my head is, where head was at just wasn't in a good place. You know, um, you you start, you're going through a transitional time in your life where you're stepping out of, you're stepping into young manhood, mm-hmm. you know. Teenage years are kind of fading and young manhood is starting to ramp in. You know, you're going into high school. You're you're taking those first big steps. You're, you're starting to understand what relationships is. You're starting to understand what love is. Because I'm not a I'm not a believer in oh you don't know what love is you do know what love is mm-hmm. you just don't know how to calculate the definition yet right you know the feeling you know when you see it mm-hmm. you know when you feel it you just don't know how to put it together in words right so don't tell don't tell me I don't know what love is because I love plenty of people in my life at young ages so being that young and being in and out of relationships and telling people that you love them. Because there's some people during that time that I genuinely loved. Mm-hmm. Um, where, for me, it was more of a depression because, A, of at-home life wasn't very stable. It was kind of crazy. And then, B, going through what I went through in my personal life, dealing, <laughs> dealing with, oh, man, I have to try, I have to dress a certain kind of way to impress these certain kind of people. Mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to beat a certain kind of way to, to impress a certain kind of person. Or the person I really want to be with in my life. Now, I'm, you can walk around here, yeah, and you can say you want to be with this person for the rest of your life. That's not true. You're going to meet plenty of other people. But um, but I used to do that. And it's just so, it's a couple of couple of incidences that happened in my life during that time where it's like, man, I don't know if I can take too much more. <laughs> I'm only 15. Like yeah. it's, But how much more can I take? And you start to say, wait, you know what? Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> You were 15 in 2007? Well, 15, 16. <laughs> what was I doing with life? No. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, it was, it. you go through those motions and you're like, I really like this girl, but I don't know if I should tell her because I'm pretty sure she doesn't like me. Yeah. 
that's the verbiage that you start to use and speak. If somebody right. would have told me, Roddy, manifestation is a real thing, you might want to speak that into existence. It probably would have happened for me. Yeah. But no, I didn't. And um, a lot of that centered around being loved and being in a relationship because at the time, at home, you didn't feel like you were being loved and being in any type of relationship with anyone. So when those opportunities came knocking, Roddy didn't always make the best choices. Roddy would latch on to anything that would, anything that would love him. And sometimes I fall flat on my face. Yeah. And it was really, really hard. Really, really hard. Seeing other people in relationships at a young age. And I'm like, oh, my God, I just want that teenage love like everybody else got. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be like it was on TV. Yeah, but it's not going to be that, man, because that's not real life. And and you call that love, but you're going to be able to love somebody later on in your life, man. Trust right. me, it's going to happen. And it's different. And it's different. You know, your mind is different. Your, yeah. your, the way you think about things, the way you approach things, your, the way you view and value love is different. Um, it's crazy you was mentioning that about high school. See, I was literally my entire high school career, I guess that's how you, you would yeah, say, say your, your high, high school, school career. career. I was in a relationship. Freshman year, I was in a relationship. Sophomore year, I was in a different relationship. And then junior and senior year was, was at the time, my longest relationship. And even, you know, a little after, too. Um, so, so, but I saw the effect, that effect on other people. Like, the, the I just want to be loved. I just want somebody to hang out with. You know, it wasn't even about sex. Mm-mm. It was just about no. being with somebody, hanging out with somebody, having somebody, you know, and your friends are great. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I'm not knocking them at all. I'm not knocking your friendships in high school because some of those friendships I still have to this day. Um, but, uh, you know, you you once again, you view and you value things differently, you know, from when you're a teenager, definitely to now. You know, I, I, no, I just got lost in Spaced thought. Spaced out. <laughs> I was like, you know, you get lost in thought thinking about those times. Like, you like, oh, my God. And you know what's so funny? When you bring up friends, it's I find it so hilarious. Because some of these people that were very close to me are still in my life. Mm-hmm. Some completely disappeared. I don't even know where they are. And during that time, you're right. It wasn't about... Sex, uh, even though you're learning about all of those things yeah. at the time, and your your testosterone is on an all time oh, yeah. high, <laughs> you feel like you're un you're, you're you feel like you're invincible, right? That you can just sleep with anybody and anything in the world. No, you're just a little you're just a little kid going through puberty and going through emotions, man. Yeah. You're not even fully developed yet, brother. Right. Like you, you, you still got two inch, two inch two biceps. <laughs> like you, you know, you're nobody. You knock it off. I still got two inch biceps. Mom, but, small. but that's the that's the thing. You know, when you walk around, you see other the other guys around you in your friend group. Yeah. 15, 16, 17 years old, sleeping with that person, around kissing it. Well, I, as they like to call kissing and telling. Kiss, yeah, kissing and telling. Um, yep. And talking about yeah, I lost my virginity. You just just this. And I was what about you? I was always the last kid to do so. Mm. Always, last kid to kiss somebody, last kid to get a girl out on a date, last kid to. So you get made fun of a lot for it. Oh man, uh, uh, what? <laughs> I was I was always made fun of for it, and I accepted my fate come like 2009, where I said, you know what? I'm tired of being that guy that mm-hmm. gets made fun of for everything. 
people are going to come and go. I don't give a damn. I'm getting a relationship, and I don't care who it is. So I did. Yeah. Was it a great idea at the time? No. Nope. <laughs> no, because I paid the price for it all throughout two, 2009 and 2010. Yeah. And um, I don't think I don't think people understand what that relationship did to me mentally enough to quite understand it. So to break it down, it was it wasn't a pity kind of thing. It was pity in myself. Yeah. Because I felt like I couldn't find anything else, so I'm just gonna stoop down to this level and right. go get it. Right. And inadequacy. And no disrespect to the other person. It's not that I don't like you or anything like that. That's not the case. I did. I truly did. I go as far as say I had some love for you. But mentally, I was in the right place. Right. And I was and and if I can go back, I always tell people I won't change anything. Mm-hmm. But I'll just drop some knowledge and some nuggets. Yeah. Saying, hey, man, I want to think about that a little harder. Right. Before you make that decision. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks right now, but it does get better. Mm-hmm. Trust me, it does get better. And a lot of people don't want to ever, I won't go back, I won't change nothing. Oh, no. I mean, of course you don't want to ever change the past. The past already happened. Right. You change it, now you screwed up your future. You don't know what happened. Exactly. And, and Like, come and on. We, and I, I feel like I might have said this before on, on here, but if I have it, I'm going to say it now. Your past creates who you are today. No matter what you did in your past, no matter what you might remember from your past, your past makes you who you are today. Um. You know, I bring up I bring up the fiance a lot, but that's because we have a lot of conversation, um, and sometimes her and I do have this very deep dive um, into our past. So I was telling her, talking to her, and something um, that was brought up was my mom and dad separating, and honestly, that might have been the beginning of of that whole spiral, because um, even going to school was very hard for me. I remember, shout out to Mr. Sherrod. Um, Mr. Sherrod came to me and pulled me, technically it was upstairs to the computer room, and we just sat and had a conversation. And he's like, what's going on? I know what happened with your mom and your dad. How are you feeling? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Like you, big time. The, and and that, was, that was always, you always have somebody to talk to. There's always somebody who is actually willing to talk to you. It might not be right there and then because, you know, we have lives. It's busy. We have busy lives. But there is somebody who is always willing to hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes all that's all a person needs. Just need ears. That's it. Just ears. Not 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 even not even a okay you know, you'll be okay, you got this. Just just listen. That's so important. And I think people really forget that whether it's friends, whether it's spouses, whether it's family even your kids, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes all you got to do is listen. Um, God, is, uh, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure which direction we were going to go with this topic. No, but um, it, it, it's kind of weird. See, but your depression is different from mine. Yeah. And we talked about mine's more of a deep dive. Worst time of my life was when I'm, I'm dealing as a teenager and trying to grow up, learn, but then also want to be loved, right? And I'm not talking about like the same love you get from your mom and dad. No, not no, or your or your family. I just want somebody to love me for me. That was always my line. I just want somebody to accept me for who I am. Yeah. And 
for a moment in time, for those three years, it felt like that was never going to happen in my life. Never. No matter what I did, no matter how hard I tried, this was just going to be me. Yeah. I'm going to be by myself for the rest of my life. And the, I accepted that. Because come 2010, when everything was all over and said and done, I made a vow to myself that all of that year I would not be with anyone. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was single. I didn't have no one in my life. I didn't care about anybody in my life but except myself. During that process, <laughs> during that process, I got beat up in Best Buy. I got, <laughs> that's a long story for another day. I'm not, I'm not laughing up, at him getting beat up. I just know the story. He knows the story, and it's not funny. It's not. It's funny, but it's not funny. I got um, beat up in Best Buy. I got my friend. sidekick stolen off my hip. But my pride and joy. That's my T-Mobile sidekick. Tony. I don't care. That was, that's the best phone to this day. T-Mobile sidekick, Tony Hawk edition. My my favorite phone oh. I ever had. Oh, I remember with the gray and the blue, the that glacier blue color. Oh, the skateboard the top. Sk- oh, oh my back. god, Listen, good times, dude. Good times. My pride and joy got stolen. From I was me. working at a watch store when that phone came out. Oh god, I, I was twenty. I was twenty, twenty turning twenty one when that phone came out. Let me tell you something. If I can go back in time and get that phone again, oh. I would. Bro, I would. I get it right now. I switch my whole carrier. <laughs> if they re-release, I will. Yep. I will. Sw- I will. Touchscreen Get rid of this iPhone the, right the, now and still flip. Shoot, I will get rid of this iPhone and go back to my side. That'll be my work phone. And, and a heartbeat. So, <laughs> my music on there, everything on there. Well, my it, life was. on It was there. the best. It was but, the best phone. But it was also the source of my depression. Mmm. Mmm. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Social media enough. was on there. Yeah. Aim was Aim. on there. <laughs> and you know how you can tell somebody's going through something? Just then, check their away yep. message. Wait, hold on. You know you know what's crazy now? We're in 2023, right? What year was this? This was, we said. 20. Well, over, 20 wait. Well, psychics was well, I'm hot 35. from like, so that's, all the way up until 2011. All right, so that was 15 years ago. So that was, you said it, 2010, right? Mm-hmm. It's 2023, and Instagram has away messages. Like, This is what, what? I'm saying. <laughs> look at where we, how far we've come. Yeah. It's so, crazy. But when I look at that, and I'm like, and I'm not trying to get all preachy real quick, but I'm going to say something. Everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Me getting beat up at Best Buy happened for a reason. Because sometimes you need your ass kicked in order to break break out, what, stop you from doing what you're doing. Shit. Then take somebody else on a date. Keep on, these are both dates. <laughs> Psychic is stolen off my hip by the person I'm on a date with. Hugs me and takes my phone off my hip. That's OD. I get back on a bus and go to go look at my phone. My phone is gone. gone. Damn. Right on Fulton Street. Took my took my home. Oh, I was so mad. <laughs> I came back home with a Motorola flip phone. My pops looked at me and was what happened? She stole my phone. She was like, she, who stole your phone? I was like, the girl I went out there, she stole my phone. And he was like, well, I didn't pay for the phone. You did. Oh, shit. That's good. <laughs> as long as you got that flip phone, that's all I care about. That's on the contract. That's what he said. Fact. So For uh, real. No, but on, on, what, look at that. The source of the depression came from that kid, sidekick. That's gone. I got beat up at Best Buy to snap me back into place. And I said, for two th- I'm, never, I'm not doing this no more. I can't. Once I, gra- once I graduate, I'm done. Yeah. And from that point on, I didn't date anyone. I didn't even have interest in anyone. Well, that's a lie. 
I've had no you 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 like people, but you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I didn't pursue anyone. Right. Went to prom. I went to prom by myself. I was my own date. I didn't have a date to prom. I had a lot of interest in taking somebody to prom. I hope I hope you're listening. Yeah. Um. But that didn't work out. You can always tell the people that was watching you for a long time too. When you look at your yearbook and who signs it and what they write. Yeah. There was a, I look at my yearbook from time to time and I'm like, wow. With some great people that I had in my life at that time that I didn't really appreciate mm-hmm. because of what I was, I was going through, what I was going through. Yeah. And if I was able to get past that, I probably would have had a great relationship with them friend-wise. Like, it would have been amazing. Right. And, uh, man, the list goes on and on about the shout-outs I can give. But, Same. You know, but when you go and you go back and look at that and you're – Kind of taking notes into your head. I'm like, oh, man, I wasn't with nobody that whole year. I graduated, started working. Hated that. Got taken advantage of over there because I just was not smart enough to know about the real world. And I thought I knew everything. Then this young lady comes around talking about she want to watch the NCAA playoffs with me. Or the tournament with me. Promised to watch the tournament with her. I had to work. Couldn't do it. So I said, I owe you one. Whole year passes almost. 2011, July. I'm doing my thing. The people that's still in my circle from high school is still connected to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm hanging out, 4th of July, we're doing our thing. I'm texting her back and forth. Happy 4th of July. Keep in mind, now at this point, she's out of school. And I was like, I owe you a date. Because, you know, I owe it to you. I'll take you out. That same girl I took on that date. Wanna marry in three years later. Crazy. Crazy, isn't it? Small world. Crazy. That's crazy. That's it, it, it really is crazy the way w- the world works. Um I can say one of one of my bad depression moments too. Um I worked in dietary at a hospital. The same hospital I've always spoken about on this show. But dietary is where I worked first. And it wasn't dietary that was the issue. I didn't I didn't mind that. It was the way my boss. She made it not enjoyable for me. And I had a certain way to work that was efficient. She thought otherwise. Nobody had a problem with me. It was just there was there was a lot going on, man. Um but the sh- Excuse me. The crappy thing about depression is that you can go through life without even realizing that you have it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's the scariest part because you wonder why you feel so tired. You wonder why your mind is working the way it is, like off kilter, if you will. You wonder why you are viewing the things that you love to do or the people that you love in a different manner than usual and honestly if it wasn't for my former boss who who agreed to take me as a secretary i would have been fired because i just wasn't happy i was not happy i was overused asked me to do a bunch of things left right up down like stuff that wasn't my job they asked me to do like on a consistent basis like every day honestly like you were putting out 
Like you were putting the IVs one up? No, 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 no. I mean, this is dietary. So it was more oh, It was more so, oh, yeah, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I did some stuff as a secretary. I definitely didn't put in IVs, but just like help, like turn patients, stuff like that. But that oh, wasn't yeah. really. On oh, a one, two, three lift? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Definitely helped doing that, you know, but also understaffed. So I couldn't just sit there and watch them do it. You know <laughs> well, what I mean? I, I could have. No, and I did towards the end. But, but. Um, towards the end, it was it was I was He's already. Like, oh, look at that girl! Yeah, I was already. <laughs> just rolling. Aw, you need you need help for what? Um, oh, ghost, oh, I'm good. My back hurts. Oh, look at the ghost wheelchair. <laughs> um, stop playing. I still think there's a ghost on that floor. Oh my god. Um, for real, I I I'll explain that story off air. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, no, no. It was it was things. Like, even just little stuff, like stocking stuff or putting, like, going to a floor, taking a f- food to a floor that wasn't, that I wasn't there for the day or, or that I wasn't on. You know what I mean? I, I didn't work on that floor for the day. Just, and granted, that might seem little, but when it piles up, you get sick of it, you know? Quick question. What's up? Why are the chicken nuggets in the hospital so good? Oh, it wasn't chicken nuggets for us. It was chicken wings. The chicken wings at the hospital, bruh. You talk about gaining weight, Yo. man. I ate man. them. I ate them damn chicken wings every day. They got the best nuggets in the hospital, yeah, bro. Nah, I don't know. Some like don't get me wrong. Some food, I, I'd rather not. Don't but, eat the Salisbury steak in the hospital. But no. But this hospital has some good steak too. But I knew the chef. Who shout out to Amory. Um, he he's a chef. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, he had to make stuff like a little more bland because no, you don't know who's content. what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, oh man, that shit was good. <laughs> it was so good. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that that depression is, is is scary based off of the fact, especially when you don't realize that you're in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, it's a slippery slope, man, being in it and you don't realize you're in it until somebody sits down and counsels you and tells you that you're in it. Yep. You know, I've had some a lot of great counselors on my during my day, non-professionals who don't have licenses, who <laughs> just have wisdom and yeah. are very, very close to me. One of them being Nelson. I love you, brother. Mandela. I love you, water boy. Um, there That's was, Mandela? No, 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 oh. no. This is my boy, Waterboy. Look, um, there's a part of me that owes you everything because there was a time where I needed someone to calm me down from being self-destructive to myself, and he was that person for mm-hmm. me. So I owe you everything, brother. Thank you. Christine Marino, come get your flowers, young lady. You were my counselor without being a counselor. You you were the one that I just sit there and you just would listen. And I didn't have to tell you details. You just knew. And you told me exactly what I needed to do. And I went out there and I did it. So thank you. Jennifer, Jen, listen. I need you to come to the pulpit as well. Because you found a way to get me back to being me, to being who I truly am. Stop going out here trying to impress everybody. Nobody, nobody cares about none of that. Just go be you. Go do you. And you'll figure it out. 
And she was able to do that. It was at a point in time when my friend stopped talking to me. Mm-hmm. She was the only person to come ring my bell and say, where you been? How you been? I was alone. I stayed to myself over a misunderstanding between friends. Over that misunderstanding, I stayed to myself for like three months. I didn't see no one. I went to school, went to the house. Went to school, went to the house. She is the one who initiated coming off Murray Avenue, walking to my house, ringing the bell, go, where have you been? We need to talk. You need to come around more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nobody wants me around, so I'm not coming around. But that was good for me because I was already depressed. Right. So I, I'm perfect playing solitaire on my computer or have Windows Media Player playing music. That's the, that was good for me. Facts. Therapy. How many rounds of solitaire I played? Jeez, I, I, I lost count. I mean, I feel like that was from when we were young. That's not fair. <laughs> so, no, so, solitaire is the go-to <laughs> game. Like I, wasn't pl- I wasn't playing free cell. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. But... That's what I did. I was sitting on Newgrounds playing video games. Newgrounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The throwback. Box head. Wow. You can get on your phone. Stick RPG. I remember that. I remember that. Newgrounds was. Remember Foamy the Squirrel? Okay. Foamy the Squirrel. That's Yo, another conversation for What about the day. President Games? Yes. The President Games. Was yeah. Like, whoever was going against each other, like they were, wow. they the, the Protect the White House games or whatnot. Throwback. So. Those are the things I used to sit there and do. And, of course, it was always wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found ways to fuel. I found any way possible to fuel my depression. Yeah. I found it. Being alone, staying away from people. My mom would walk around, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? What's wrong? Nothing. Leave me alone. Mm. Nothing. Leave me alone. That was always my answer. Nothing. Leave me alone. Oh, he's just going through something. I used to snap on my sisters. Forget about it. I was a hothead. Any little thing they did, snap. Yeah. Sisters come at 1 o'clock in the morning, turn the lights on me because I, I slept in the living room because that was my room. Snap on them. He up food in the middle of the night. Snap on them. Like, that's just how it was. I was crazy. But I found ways to get the right people around me to help me get out of that. So those who I mentioned, Waterboy, Christine, Jen, thank you. Thank you for being there. appreciate you. Love you guys. For sure. Um, Mel and the Pachecos, I love you guys. Um, four brothers, I, I've known them since high school. Um, but they, you know, if it, if it wasn't for some of Mel's words about positivity and the way we view life, things like The Secret, the book, The Secret, mm. um, we spoke about this, The whatever you give out to the universe comes back to you. So if you're pushing out that negativity, the negativity is going to feed back to you. Um, but if it wasn't for him and, and our team back when we were doing music, you know, I don't, I, I definitely don't think I'd be the person I am today. So shout out to you guys. I miss y'all. I love y'all. Um, Mr. Sherrod, I know I mentioned him earlier, but I think if he didn't have that, com- if him and I never had that conversation, I don't know where I would be also. So thank you. Um, I mean, all our, Marcy, my, my old bar, boss, like she's like an aunt to me. Mm. And Marcy, I love you. Uh, I, I know you're texting me. I gotta text you back. Um, uh-huh. But but um, thank you for always being that that ear for me. Um, depression is is scary, honestly, and it can feel so comforting. And that's mm. the worst part about it is the comfort 
of depression, that blanket of of like you said, leave me alone. You know what I mean? I want to be alone, or or just you know, uh, Kyle Hume. I think his name is. I, I'm probably pronouncing his last name wrong. Is H U M E? Could be Hume. I'm not sure. But he yeah, sounds right. Yeah, he has a song called "Fine." And, yeah. And and when I when I heard that song, I instantly related. You know, yeah, I'm fine. If F is for feeling overwhelmed, no. If hold on, yeah. F is for feeling overwhelmed. Then I is for I'm not alright. Yeah, I'm fine. If N is for Oh God, I'm blanking out on the lyrics. Like I can't just look them up. Um, but I'll, I'll get it. I got this. But um, essentially, the song is saying, "Yo, I'm telling everybody I'm fine, and I'm not." Mm-hmm. And it, it it's really it really goes into you know I don't like for me right, and I I believe I get this from my dad is saying I'm fine is the best way for me to tell you to not worry about me. Don't worry about me. You have so much other things you got to worry about in life. Don't don't worry about me. You know, um here I and I got the lyrics. It's if F is for feeling overwhelmed, then the I is from I'm not a right. If N is for not being able to sleep, E for every night. Finally feeling the pressure of keeping my feelings inside. Well, maybe I'm not, and I just need to tell someone I'm not all right. That's just the hook. And in between the parts, he goes, yeah, I'm fine. But um, those lyrics is, is summed up exactly how I, how I felt about people or, or telling people that I'm okay. When you're really not. Like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I really was all right. Like, yeah, I might have been dealing with depression. But, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, there are people who are functioning. They function. They're high-functioning depressionists. I don't, I don't know how. <laughs> yes, I make up words. Don't judge me. Um, but, but, having, ha, but having depression and, and still being a high-functioning member of society, if you will, it's it's kind of like it's it, I don't know it's so hard to explain right now. Yeah, look, uh, look, look at it like this. It's not much of an explanation. It's more of an action. Yeah, you you want to be around people, but you don't want to be around people because you're hoping that you have some crack. In in the airway where you can say, all right, now I can leave my depression because everything goes exactly the way I want it to go. Yeah, and you're going around people hoping that that happens and never happens. Right. So then you start to put people around you that's just as depressed as you are, and it's a coping mechanism because now you guys can talk about your depression together, mm-hmm. and you can guys can sit in your hole together and cut. Listen, misery loves company. Yes, it does, and it's miserable being depressed. It is. Yeah. It's miserable. It really is. And some days you sit there and you cry. Some days you just sit there and you're angry. I wasn't more of a cry. I was more of an anger person. Mm-hmm. So I would be just angry, angry at the world. When I started getting in relationships and they started hurting me, that's when the tears started to come. Mm-hmm. Now when you get cheated on, that hurts, man. I don't give a damn how old you are. 
It's like it doesn't matter if you're playing a sport or you're in a relationship. Cheating is cheating. Yeah. It cuts deep. It's true. All right, so that you basically getting one over on somebody unfairly. I don't care if you're playing trouble. Right. Yeah. But it, it that's something that really does not sit well with me. So when those things started to happen to me, it was like, whoa, man. My life is spinning out of control. I just want to cry. I just want to break down and cry. So I did. I cried to myself. I didn't tell nobody I cried. Mm-hmm. Select a few. I'll tell them that what I was going through. But I didn't understand it. I didn't know what I was going through. Right. No, my mom asked me, you okay? No. I'm, I'm, I'm emotionally, no. But mentally, probably not either. <laughs> but I'm fine. Don't ask me again. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that, but that you see the answers correctly in your head, but you project it out to other people. Yeah, I'm good. No, you're not good. Right. It's okay. It's okay to say you're not okay. Yeah. Metallica has a song called "Unforgiven" mm-hmm. and "Unforgiven 2. and those two songs. I, I implore you, if you haven't heard them and or watch the music videos, please go and do that because. I think those two songs, and this is just my interpretation, but those two songs are very much about depression or very much about being in a hole and not being able to get out. Unforgiven 2, they say something along the lines of, well, here's the key. Here's my key, and I bury it in you, and now you're unforgiven too. Like, that's pawning off your depression on somebody else or you know what we're we're both here but because I found a way out it's it's going to be hard for me to help you Mm. because I'm going to bury this key in you just know that the key to get out is within it's in yourself you have to figure out how to find that key and unlock the door to get out of your hole to get out of your depression Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to listen to that on the way home now. Um, But there are certain songs. There are certain songs that very much relate to or can be relatable in the topic or realm of depression. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, find the the two unforgivens. Mine, my favorite one was Fix You by Coldplay. Yeah. I'm a giant Coldplay fan, and I used to, like, used to think that you're singing about fixing someone else. To me, I take the depiction of the song of fixing yourself. Yeah. It's about lights will guide you home. And I will try to fix you. No matter how broken you may be, mm-hmm. I'm going to try my best to fix you. And it's it's hard to really... Uh, yeah, make fun of me. Yeah, I'm a big Coldplay guy. Yeah, who's making ahead. fun of you? No, no, but I'm saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> the, the people. Oh, but I was like, I wasn't. I don't care. <laughs> All right, I don't care. I'll be the first one on the front row yelling, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, don't don't play with me. But I love their music, and during that time, some say the Beatles back. Got them through. Coldplay got me through a lot of rough times in my life. Mm-hmm. So Coldplay, Stained, Trapped, um, Event Sevenfold. Oh my God, 
the list goes on and mm-hmm. on. Just just some Coldplay being one of the top ones that I really latched on to. Um, even when you take a deep look into how music and movies, movies so more and more oh, on me. You know, it was so Nicky Nora's Infinite Playlist. That movie affected me in another way that nobody really knows. Mm. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. 500 Days of Summer, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and when you look at those two movies, you're like, man, the movie's about love, movie's about, but that's what I was seeking. That's why I felt so connected to it. Yeah. Like, when you, guilty pleasures, never back down. <laughs> I look, wow. laugh, but look at what Jake had to go through. No, you're right, you're right. Jake went through some. I heard he that name, went that through. Title in a long time. Jake Taylor went through some rough time. It's true. He blames his father for for his drink, but he let him drink and drive. He should have took the keys from his father. Mm-hmm. He, they wound up getting into an accident. He survived. His father dies. So now his mom is trying to take care of him and his little brother on a nurse salary in the middle of California. Yep. And blaming her son for the death of her husband. Yeah. Without necessarily blaming him. Because he already blames himself. Right. That's crazy. The story's nuts. And of the, on the fighting aspect of it, he had to fight. Had no choice. He had no choice. He had to let it out. There was a, there was a reason why he was there. There was a reason why he met who he met. Yep. There's a reason why he had to learn. Yeah. Because he needed to control it. If you, it's okay to be angry. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be upset. But you need to be able to control it and channel it the right way. Yeah, for sure. And stop backing down to your your feelings. Never back down now. No pun intended. All pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) You mean. (laughs) But it's so many different things. By the way, band Stars, another one. Mm. Forget about it. So (laughs) movies at that time, man. Butterfly Effect. Oh, God. Dude. What a great movie. Dude. What a great Talk about movie. going back and changing the past? Don't do that. Don't I do keep it. telling people, don't do that. The movie changed my life. Never again. I never would again say, I'm going to go back and I'm going to change my life. And I'm going to go change this. No, I won't. Listen, man, comics and, and anime and cartoons did did all of that imagining for me. I'm all right, man. <laughs> what if? Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm good. Freaking Days of Future Past and... And all of this other, that's X-Men. Quantumania, folks. Pay attention. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, man, this, uh, the stories. And, right, isn't that, that's why we love, that's why we love, you know, music and movies. Because, because, because um, it, it's, it's the, Relatable, you know, it's, it's being relatable to these and having such a deeper meaning. You know, sometimes, you know, you can think a movie isn't the best, but there is a particular scene that stands out because it hits you, you know. Um, God, I can't even, the sad part is I can't even think of any right now. What, but a scene? A scene, like just, just in general, like like different scenes from movies that, that, that click when it comes to things like depression or things like, like I'm blanking out. Like it's horrible, you know. Usually, you, I'm better than that. May, may, may I pull one? Go ahead. Oh man, this this is. So you know, I'm a big Vince Vaughn guy. Yeah. The cell? No. 
No, Jurassic Park, The Lost World. Oh, my well, bad. Like, my no, fault. no. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> completely threw me off. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. There's a there's a scene in the movie The Breakup where you know that they want to try to get back together mm-hmm. and they just know it's not going to work because they are who they are and it, they can't help it. Like they can't help it but they're not made for each other. They thought they were but it's okay, and it's about, we're both of them about to leave the house, well, the the condo or apartment, whatever. And they both are like just staring at you, like, so I guess this is it. You're gonna go your way, and I go mine. At some point in my life, I had to come to the grips that crossroads with my depression. You're gonna go your way, and I'm gonna I'm go, go mine. mine. Yep. And somehow, some way, we're gonna make this work. Because at the end of the day, I can't take it no more. Yeah. You know, and there's so many. In your windows in that movie, as far as relationships go, watch it at your own pace, taking in as much as you want. But when you go down the list to really digging deep, make you cry moments, mm-hmm. sometimes you got to let it out. Yeah. You're going to have to watch My Sister's Keeper. You're going to have to watch The Notebook. You're going to have to tap into these movies. Never watching that movie again. My Sister's Keeper, I'll never watch again. I no, bawled, not that. Notebook. I balled the I, whole movie. I'll I, I never watch The Notebook again. Not because it's a bad movie, because it's uh, not. It's no. a great movie. Uh, Best Man Holiday can't do it. Too, too, it, it, nope. All right. It, it, it hits the strings. It pulls on the heartstrings a little too much for me. Um, the whole damn movie. But give me the mask. I'm good with the mask. Um, Philadelphia cried. <laughs> cried at the end. I weeped. Weeped at the end. I am Sam. Weep, bro. Um, um, Fruitville Station. Oh, oh my God. goodness gracious! Like, uh, anyways, we about to cry right now. Box of tissues. <laughs> so when you when you go, you see those scenes. One of those scenes to me also equates to Armageddon. Now, hear me out. I'm going to get in the movie. I'm gonna get at in. the end of the movie where Bruce Willis makes the decision that yes. he's not going to leave Ben Affleck up there because that's his daughter's love of her life. Yes. I'll sacrifice myself for my daughter's happiness. Mm-hmm. I live my life. I'm fine. You can't tell me that man wasn't going through stress, Ugh. going through some type of issue. A million things in that man's mind had to be. Think about what he, he was asked to do. Send a team of people up there. He wasn't guaranteed they were all going to come back to go do something that they could have asked any other oil drillers to do. Yep. But they chose you guys because you guys were the best. Yeah. So now I got to convince my team to go up to space, be astronauts to go drill a hole into an asteroid so we can destroy it before it destroys the Earth. Just what? thinking of that concept. Pressure. Like the pressure. amount of pressure. Then I'm worried about my daughter. My daughter doesn't want me to go. Yep. This is the only blood I got left. Yep. And he was willing to say, you live on. It yeah. was in the saddest moment was watching him say goodbye to his daughter. Yep. And he couldn't even hear her. She can only hear him. And then you, you can't tell me that man wasn't going through something. Yeah, no. So it, those are those are the scenes that really tap in. I, I brought up I Am Sam, another scene where he finally gets his daughter, you know, relief mm. of the, well, he, that's how he get his daughter. He, they come to a common ground. Um, 
the relief on that man's face knowing that I get to see my daughter again. Yeah. How the hell he didn't win the Academy Award? But the, the, we we not gonna get into that different story. I'm still mad about that. <laughs> I say no. I think still mad about it to this day. The understanding that what about his depression? Yeah. Bad enough, he has special needs mm-hmm. and the struggles for him in life already that he had to deal with the people and scrutinizing him. Now he has a child, and with special needs, trying to make his help his child. He just lost to love his kid. Yep. Far as gone. Far has been through every incident in history. <laughs> but one thing was always common. Jenna. His love for Jenna. Jenna. Unbelievable. But Forrest Gump taught, taught me not to give up. Yeah. Don't give up your love. If you love someone, love them through and through and accept them for who they are. Yep. He accepted Jenny for who she is. That's, she's a runner. That's okay. I'm going to run with you. Why did he start running? Because yeah. of her. Yeah, that was that was a lot. And then ran back. And ran back. So, like, uh-huh. I'm a little tired. Think I'll go home now. <laughs> like, But you know what? He did that because she's a runner. Yeah. If you're going to run, I'm going to run with you. And I'll catch you if I catch you. If I don't, I don't. Right. But that's where I'm going to leave you. And what, what happened at the end? Came back. He had a son. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I tell you, nothing better than watching that man stand under that tree by his wife's grave and explaining his son to his wife and how he's grown. Because that's all Forrest ever wanted. He wanted to just grow up with Jen. Yeah. And you can't tell me that man wasn't going through depression. Oh, yeah. Going to war. <laughs> he fell into war. He didn't go to war. Yeah, he just he, fell yeah, into no, every seriously. situation. He just fell into it. Right. You know, going to war, fell into being a stripper boat captain, fell into <laughs> fell into being a ping pong champion of the world, fell into love with Jenny. He really did everything. Yeah, he witnessed Watergate. Oh, yeah, that's this right. This man was there for the Martin Luther King <laughs> speech. <laughs> Practically J- interrupted met everything. Met JFK. He met, he met Richard Nixon. Oh, Nixon, yeah. He met Nixon. But he, JFK gave him the Medal of Honor. I oh, believe. you're right. I think JFK I think gave him the right. Medal of Honor. He did everything. He ran for the University of Alabama. This man did everything. He could have been a Power there, Ranger. He, like. was, he was there for the first desegregation of schools in the South. This man was there for everything. But the one thing that was always common was his love. Yeah. He never forgot to love his mama and love Jenny. Yep. That's all you look, man. Sometimes that's all you need. Hey, listen. At the end of the day, people who are currently going through depression, just know that there are people to talk to, people who are here for you, even though you might not want to hear it. And that's speaking firsthand experience. But even though you might not want to hear it, you are loved. Um, People do care. Just reach out. You never know. Maybe just reaching out to one person that you haven't reached out to in a while. Maybe they just have that one that one piece of advice or that one thing that they say that can change everything. So you really you really never know. Um just know that you're not alone. That's that's one of the biggest things also. You're not alone. There are people here with you. And look, we're going through it too. You know? So just remember that you're loved and remember that you are wanted. And I know this is very cliche, but we we said this, I, I want to say the very first episode, first or second episode, you are somebody. 
So just keep that in mind um, as you listen to this episode or as you listen to music or just push forward with life. So remember, nothing comes to stay. Everything comes to pass. Say again. Say it for the people in the back. Nothing comes to stay. Everything comes to pass. So when you feel like this, I'm in the roughest part of my life right now and I'm never going to get through it, you are going to get through it because it's, it's not going to go just go away, but you're going to get through it. You are. Yep. You're going to get through it like Forrest did. You're going to get through it like, like, like Bruce Willis did. You're going to get through it like every other character I brought up from all these other movies. And if it's music that gets you through, if it's movies that get you through, if it's friends that get you through, latch on. But you got to be honest with yourself at a point. Yeah, for sure. You got to be honest. Honesty is the best thing to do. Yeah. Just ask you, ask yourself that question. Who, how long do you want to stay in that hole? Mm-hmm. And ask yourself that, like, honestly. And give yourself an honest answer. And then go from there. With that being said, Rod, where can they find you, sir? They can find me at Rod Rod Binks on Twitter. And you can catch me at Rod Rod Binks, Rod underscore Rod underscore Binks on Instagram. Yep. And you can find me, Mr. Marvel 87 on both Twitter and Instagram. Please follow the podcast, a.k.a. The Radio Show, a.k.a. A Different Angle. Um, ADA Pod 2023, both on Instagram and Twitter. And if you have any comments, any questions, anything you might want us to answer and or say on the show, you can DM us on either of those platforms or you can go to ADA Pod 2023 at gmail.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you for listening to another episode. We appreciate all the feedback. Rod, hit him with it. If you're looking for a different angle, we're the guys that give it to you. It's been a different angle. We appreciate you guys. Love you. Peace.